Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Just Before the Aisle, Dress of Your Dreams. I'm Abby Matthews, and Megan unfortunately could not be with us today. However, we do have Miss Sarah from Fallen in Love Bridal Informal with us today. Hello, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Good. We're so excited to have you join us today. And for all of us listeners, if you don't already know, today we are going to be discussing everything wedding dresses and all all things to talk about with dresses and how it's just such a fun topic and getting into the nitty gritty of that. So Sarah, would you start off by just introducing Fallen in Love and just telling us a little bit about your business? Okay. Well, Fallen in Love, Bridal Informal. Uh, we have been um, in business for one year. It is um, a great business that we we cater to the um, individual who wants to have a personalized private setting. Uh, we have private suites. Everyone gets a private suite, no matter whether you're a flower girl, bride, prom, or grandmother. Everyone gets a private suite with a personal stylist. And our the business partners, myself and Mary Beth, we take our time personally selecting each and every dress, every flower dress, every mother dress, every bridal gown. We personally take effort into thinking about who and every dress, who it belongs to and who will eventually wear it. Yeah, that I love the business so much. Um, so just how was your business? You kind of mentioned it, but how is your business kind of different? And like, how was your experience in the industry and stuff like that? Like, why should people trust your tips and tricks that you're going to share with us today. Okay. Well, between the two of us, we've been in business for about 10 years. So putting us together, we have a lot of knowledge. Um, We have a lot of experience working with various um, vendors and designers, actually helping create different uh, designs and um, gowns, working with the designers on creating looks for different types of events. We're currently working with a designer who is um, trying to make a curvy line for mothers because right now there's not anything out there that really caters to moms um, who are mother of the bride, mother of the groom. And uh, if they have a few curves in there, yeah. they they just look like a moo And we don't want that. No, no, for sure. Well, that's very nice. And I think it's safe to say that you guys have experience in what you're doing and the knowledge that you're going to share. So to get into more of what we're going to talk about and what we're here to share, um, talking about the dresses, the fun part of it all. Um, so we're just going to go through different things that Megan and I thought was very important to share and talk about. Along with, we had a good variety of questions from our um, viewers on social media that we wanted to share with you guys also. So um, let's see, could you kind of explain a little bit of the different types and styles of dresses? I know there's a large range of that. Um, So could you kind of just give us a little debrief of what that is? Okay. Well, basically, you could kind of divide it into two groups. Mm -hmm. You have your fitted styles and then you have your non-fitted styles. So your fitted styles would be anything that is going to be close to the body. Mm -hmm. So a sheath, which is kind of straight column styles. You have within that also mermaids, trumpets, you have fit and flare. Um, A lot of girls uh, stay away from those types of gowns because they think they don't want their body to be seen. But anyone can wear a fitted gown as long as you find the right silhouette that fits your body. Also, the other side, the not fitted side, includes ball gowns 
and A lines. Um, the difference is one's going to be bigger than the other in terms of the poofiness of the skirt. Yeah. So um, A lines, yeah. you can make them poofier and you can take a ball gown and make it less poofy. Yeah. Um, so you, you can really take a lot with the skirts and make them different. Yeah. When it comes to styles, um, everyone has a style in terms of lace, beading, satin, crepe. You have so many options out there now mm -hmm. with um, styles and fabrics and designs. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you can you can go as risky as you <laughs> want to be and so as conservative and modest as you want to be yeah. in the bridal world. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how many numerous styles that designers have created and they all are gorgeous in their own little way. Um, so you You've mentioned before with our conversations that you try to offer affordable dresses in store. Um, so what does that kind of look like? What is affordable dresses and what's like a good budget to um, give or suggest to brides? Okay. Well, affordability, of course, depends on what you individually consider affordable. Um, everything can range based on the current trends in pricing. Uh, currently, right now, fabric is expensive, no matter what kind of ex uh, fabric it is. But lace is the most expensive right now in our world. So if it has lace on it, it's going to cost a lot more than it used to. Satin is actually cheaper than lace right now, which is not the way it used to yeah, be. Yeah. So um, it really depends on affordability. At our store, we have gowns that start in the range of 500 mm -hmm. and we go all the way up to almost 3000. Um, and in our, the bridal world, that's considered affordable because you can actually get a beautiful gown that is high quality, high uh, designer with great uh, structure. And it, you know, it's not costing you $20,000 like yeah. some boutiques. Um, but at the same time, on the $200 side, you can get a nice gown without a train and still look very bridal and um, have a little bit more affordability if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I think overall it's just... There's a large variety of prices and budgets that can go into wedding dresses. Just what you want to do individually um, is what it sounds like. And I think it's just a large variety. Um, so this might be something that everyone thinks about when wedding dress shopping. But I just wanted to ask about shoes. So when do you advise people to find their wedding shoes before or after they find their perfect dress? Or does it matter? Honestly, I would recommend doing it after you find that perfect gown. Yeah. Um, because it really, your gown can help you decide, do you want the shoes to show? Yeah. Do you want the shoes to be a little... Uh, extra sparkle to what you're showing that day it do you want them to be extra special or is it going to be that you're going to not have the shoes show so let's be comfortable as yeah. can be so yeah. the shoes are something that also can determine the height of your uh, hem and if you only have just a little bit to cut off and if you had just a little bit more of a yeah. heel you might it might be smarter to get a little bit taller heel yeah. and not have to cut off that very expensive lace on that dress yeah. so those kind of decisions could yeah. really help and help you along the way yeah well that's that's very good to know because i've heard many people say that they want to get their shoes first but then it doesn't work with their dress. So that's important to know to wait to get your shoes. Um, so some of our, going into some of our questions that some of our followers have asked and have just reached out and just thought would be good things to know for anyone that's planning um, 
weddings or working with their dresses, um, first question would be, what can you expect going into a dress try-on in your store or maybe like some other stores and things like that? Right. Well, in a in basically any store, what you should expect is um, someone helping you pull dresses that you would like to try on. And um, that person who's working with you actually listening to what you have um, in your mind as your vision for your dress Mm -hmm. and helping you select those gowns Um, you would hope they all that you would have someone helping you um, put those dresses on Mm -hmm. so you are not damaging those dresses at the same time but also putting them on correctly because if you put it on incorrectly you're not going to get the view of how it's supposed to look on your body Um, another thing would be the expectation of seeing the gown not necessarily fit perfectly because a store cannot buy every dress in every size size. yeah and that is something that a lot of girls do not understand um that we don't buy every single dress that everybody wants to wear um and so there will be times where it won't zip or there'll be times that we have to roll it to make it and clip it to make it fit you and the stylist or the consultant who's working with you, Mm -hmm. they're really trying to do their best in trying to give you the vision of what it would look like on your body. But the, the only way you're going to be able to see it is actually cooperate and, and look at yourself in the mirror and go, Oh, if I move this here, that actually is where it's supposed to be. And understanding those concepts of, um, helping get that vision on your body. Yeah. I think the experience of going and trying on dresses sounds so fun. Um, So just very exciting to, um, yeah. So how do you know, how would a bride know if it was the perfect dress? What do you think like would be some signs that the bride would feel or like emotions or stuff like that that they might feel when trying on the perfect dress per se? There are some people who do have that crying moment where they see themselves and they just, they know and they cry. But oftentimes there's not a cry. Um, it's it's a feeling um you see yourself actually having that vision of walking down the aisle and you see it and you can feel it and you yeah. you're you almost get those chill bumps that yeah. run down your spine yeah. and um that's what a lot of people experience they don't necessarily experience the rush of crying right, but yeah. more of a rush of happiness and yeah. intense emotion um another thing is the perfect dress other people who are with you actually going and saying that is it yeah and uh, agreeing with you in some ways um feeling that same emotion and having that vision of that's it let's change it to ivory or that's it let's change it to champagne for a different color um knowing that that silhouette is is amazing on you yeah that's that's really cool, um, just knowing that the dress is yours. Um, so one of our um, followers asked, are there some things you suggest on bringing you to an appointment? There's someone who's going to a getting married soon and going to an appointment, and they were just interested to know, like, what are some things that you recommend bringing to an appointment um, trying on dresses? Okay. Well, we've had people bring shoes and, and mm-hmm. the undergarments and all those things. Honestly, I would not go buy anything extra special because you don't know what you need until you find that gown. So if you are a a person who you know, no matter what you buy, you're going to wear a special undergarment, a Spanx of some type, then go ahead and bring what you have. Yeah. 
you don't need to go buy something special yet because yeah. you don't know what's going to be needed for that gown. But go ahead and bring it with you. You don't have to wear it to the appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go out and buy a special bra yeah. because there's a lot of gowns. If they're built properly and, and with the right yeah. structure, you may not need a bra no matter how large you are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, shoes, like yeah. I said before, don't go buy them ahead of time because you don't know yeah. if they're going to work. So honestly, you bring yourself mm-hmm. with an open mind and bring um, the proper undergarments that you are covered because a lot of stores will not serve you if you don't have anything. Hmm. Interesting. Fun fact. Interesting. Um, so who do you suggest in your store specifically to for brides to bring along to their appointment? Is there anyone special? Like is too many, too many to bring or something like that? Well, we have private suites in our store and the suites hold approximately three to four people comfortably. And that is actually strategic because a bride, typically, if they bring more than three to four people with them, it's too many. Yeah. Um, you want to have opinions of people that you trust mm-hmm. and that you respect their opinion. And oftentimes, there's only going to be three to four people that you truly and honestly want that person's yeah. opinion. Yeah. Now, there might be other people that you want to be around when you reveal your dress mm-hmm. and when you're in that moment. But who you respect their opinion and want your, their help, there's probably only three to four people that you truly need their help from. Yeah. So um, that sometimes may not be your mother or your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it might be a father. Sometimes it might be a best friend. And sometimes it may not be a best friend. Yeah. It's those people that will be open with you but open in a way that you respect and you will value their opinion and not just because they're paying the bill, but somebody who wants that you want their opinion. Then a lot of stores, I know we do, um, we offer for them to make that appointment with the small group and then have a dress reveal appointment where they bring a lot more people and reveal it to grandma and, um, all the different people, the mother, the groom, everybody's there and then reveal the nice, uh, here's what the gown's going to be. And, you know, sip the champagne and all that kind of thing. Have a really good event. Oh, yeah. um, And include everyone in that decision. Yeah. And then do the accessories at the same time. Oh, yeah. Then it makes it fun. Oh, yeah. It sounds like this just depends on who you are. Yes. Who you want to bring and who you respect and want their opinion from kind of thing. Um, So this was also a question we had, and you kind of mentioned it earlier somewhat, um, but I thought this was a good question. How do you make sure that your wishes are being respected and you aren't just being listened to when going to an appointment with your consultant or stylist? That's a very good one. Um, How do you make sure as the, the person, the bride, you know if what you've been saying is happening, mm-hmm. uh, you have a vision in your head of what you are, are wanting. And if you describe a ball gown dress with lace all over it and all that's being pulled and brought to you is um, fitted yeah. satin gowns, you know someone's not listening. Not listening. Yeah. So based on what's being brought to you, mm-hmm. and then also... If they're not respecting, if you have a really strict budget and they are not respecting that budget, they're bringing things way over Mm. um, 
that's another way you know that they're not they're not there to really serve you they're serving themselves there are some stores out there that that's what they do their job is to make the biggest sale or just to make a sale and nowadays there's plenty of stores out there not just ours falling in love of course um we want I would love for people to come to us, but there's plenty of stores out there where the consultants, the owners, they care about each and every bride and they, they truly want what's best for that bride. So you can find people who want and will listen to you and do what's right for you as an individual. But there are stores out there who it's just for the money. Yeah. So you, would you just suggest if you feeling like you're not being listened to or respected to just kind of like, continue through and just like erase that experience leave and go shop somewhere else kind of thing definitely yeah i would i would try on a a couple and then be like you know i'm tired i think i'm gonna go you know end it because there's no reason to stick around if they're not going to listen to you why would you give them your money that's very true that's very true that is good information to know and i i was very impressed by that question and hadn't thought about that um so going into more about the dresses and specifics can you explain how wedding dress sizing is different from normal clothing and like how brides get away from the number and worrying worrying about how the number like kind of holds power over them and just the difference in numbers with wedding dresses and normal clothing well i wish i understood why myself (laughs) but um the how they are different they are always very different bridal sizing and formal sizing is very different than dress sizes Mm -hmm. in our regular clothing Um, most designer dresses are a good two to three sizes larger Um, there are a few companies right now that have gone to what they call vanity sizing and that vanity sizing is closer to what is considered regular street clothes Um, but that is not the norm in the world right yeah. now. There's just a few who are starting to do it. Um, and those hopefully will catch on yeah. because those are wonderful to be able to have girls yeah. fit into something that is their normal, normal size, size or close to it yeah. is fantastic. Um, but like at our store, we don't even talk numbers yeah. uh, of sizes. We we talk about what fits, how where is it yeah. fitting. And um, there's always going to be an area Um that is larger than another, that is pushing that gown towards a certain size. And women, we have that wonderful hourglass curve. So something's going to be pushing us to one end or the other. And so we have to understand that when you look at a bridal gown, it's going to push that number somewhere. And so we just... We really focus on what makes us look beautiful. And then when we measure, we decide on that number and we don't really care how, what that number says, as long as it's going to make us look beautiful. Um, But it is very weird and we have no idea why the designers (laughs) do it that way, but it is definitely two to three sizes larger than normal. Interesting. That is so odd, Um, but good to know. When going into sizing. Um, so when do you suggest that people start looking for their dresses? Like how far out is too far? How far is perfect? Well, honestly, I would say a year and a half is not too far. Okay. Two years is maybe too far to order a gown. Yeah. yeah. Because you do, I mean, we all, we change, we yeah. fluctuate in our weight and we fluctuate in how, what we might need. But a year and a half starting to look is a fantastic time to start looking because you, 
ideally may take you more than one visit oh, yeah. to a shop um, to figure out what your style is. Yeah. You, you need to have that time to be able to look around, try on different styles, try on different silhouettes to figure out what is going to be the perfect one. Yeah. And if you have to rush in that decision, how do you know that you found the perfect one? Yeah. Um, so it, limiting yourself that time yeah. is something that if you have the ability to give yourself that year and a half, that would be fantastic. Um, if you have the option to order, that is wonderful, because, but you have to keep in mind there are companies that can take eight months yeah. to get that order in. So based on that delivery time, mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying a year and a half, yeah. because if it takes you two to three months to do um, a find the dress, yeah. then you order it. You still need to give yourself at least two months of alteration time. Yeah. So that year and a half goes fast, fast very yeah. fast. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I know some people wait to the last minute and then they're just stressing to get it in time. Um, so a year and a half is a good amount of time to start searching for your dress. So if you haven't started yet, go ahead. Go go shopping. <laughs> um, so how should someone transport or store their gown? Like if they get it in advance before their wedding, like how does it properly store to keep it safe? Okay. Well, those are two different things. So yeah. I'm going to start with transport. Mm -hmm. um, if it's transporting it just to go and <clears throat> store it, um, make sure it's in a bag. Yeah. Um, a a bag that the uh, everything is covered. So you want the bottom to be um, covered. You want you don't want it to be like falling out of the bottom or anything yeah. like that. So um, preferably a breathable kind of bag, like a cloth bag. Mm -hmm. That would be an ideal way to transport it. Um, if it's transporting to your venue for the big day, yeah. you want it to be out because hopefully it's steamed and pretty. <laughs> you want that train to be out long yeah. not up on a hanger because when the train is up on the hanger it's going to crease um yeah. so you want it to be out that means a big vehicle like an suv yeah um those things are fantastic for wedding day venue <laughs> um arrivals with the wedding gown um little teeny tiny yeah. um convertibles course, no yeah. not, not very good <laughs> um for a wedding gown not for the day of for sure yeah um now, for storing a gown outside of a, um, a storage facility at a store, um, there are three things that can hurt a gown. One is animals. Little animals oh, love gowns for some reason. A little cat, a little dog, they paw at it until they got a little hole and then they get to the dress. They just love them. We don't know why, but they do. Then little fingers, Oh, especially under the age of five. Yeah. They just love playing princess and, and looking at yeah. those things. They somehow get into them. So those two are really definitely a problem. But the worst for a wedding gown that is stored away from the store is the bride. Putting it on back and forth, playing <laughs> dress up and showing it to others. They make the yeah. biggest problems because yeah. the more they put it on, the more damage they can do to the dress. Yeah. And problems occur. Yeah. So that is the three things that cause a problem with storing a gown at home. But as long as you have a place that can keep it away from those three things, yeah. maybe mama's house or yeah. grandma's house, um, away from that bride, then as long as it's still in that breathable bag, yeah. 
sealed at the bottom so it's not dragging anything and it's safe then you're fine yeah i would not keep a gown over a year in that bag Mm -hmm. because the fabric can yellow Mm. the beads can yellow the lace can yellow um our wonderful air yeah does damage (laughs) our gowns yeah well that's good to know um brides can hurt their dress after purchasing that's funny um so that's all the questions that we have do you have any other tips or things that you just want to ensure that the brides know before going to try on a dress or know about dresses um anything that you would like to share um i would say another big tip would be once you find the one stop looking Mm -hmm. yeah um because you're always going to find things that are pretty. Oh, yeah. You're going to always find things that could be beautiful on you. Yeah. But once you find the one, don't look anymore because you're going to start second guessing yourself. Yeah. You're going to start wondering, did you actually pick the right yeah. one? So there's no reason to keep looking keep, if yeah. you found the one. Um, that definitely will. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. It makes your, your brain really override your heart sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure. Um, Well, if you don't have anything, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today and just share a little bit of your tips and tricks and your expertise. Um, We'd also like to promote your business, Shop Falling in Love. They're in High Point on Main Street. Um, You can go check them out, make an appointment, contact them. Um, So that's all I have for for today. I'm Abby, and this is Just Before the Owl.